Welcome to the Sandbox. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. As we get started today, we wanted to remind you to save the date for our next Sandbox Live event. It'll be on May 7th, and we'll be inviting author and professor Drew G.I. Hart all the way from Philadelphia to the Sandbox stage. Yeah, we're really excited to have Drew. Uh, he's the author of a book called Trouble I've Seen, Changing the Way the Church Views Racism. And we're really excited to share in a conversation about how we can learn and work together. The event will take place live in Rochester, Minnesota at Studio 324. And it will also be live streamed on our website. Be sure to make plans to join us one way or another. And later this month, we'll share an interview with author and activist Shane Claiborne, and you won't want to miss out on this one. Absolutely. But for now, we're excited to share part one of our exclusive interview with our friends from the Nine Beats Collective. People from four continents gathered to create songs and art, exploring the ancient wisdom known as the Beatitudes. We talked to them about the music from the album that rests at the center of the project. We're really looking forward to sharing today's conversation with you. As we get started today, let's listen to a song from the Nine Beats album by our friend and Sandbox guest, Heather Lynn. Welcome to episode 38, Nine Beats. Thank you. 
So good to be here today. We have Steve Bassett all the way from England, and we have Heather Lynn all the way from across the table. Uh, <laughs> here and I it's am. <laughs> so good to be here talking about the Nine Beats Collective, and um, I w- just really curious and can't wait to, to find out some more. Yeah. So uh, I guess just first, let's just for our listeners, tell us a little bit about what Nine Beats is uh, and maybe how you got started with it and go from there. Sure. Should I jump in? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hi, everyone. And thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about uh, Nine Beats with you all. Uh, great to, to meet you guys, Dave and, and Chris. And hello again, Heather Lynn and Jason. Hello. Fantastic so to, good to see you. Hey. Um, it's all a bit weird, but uh, here I am in the future talking to you way back in the past. Um, a lot's <laughs> happened in the last six hours. Um, yes. So, <laughs> hope it's good. Hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 we'll see. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Nine Beats um, is a project that I uh, kind of started about probably about three years ago, um, and I was just thinking about well, if there was a kind of a, um, a, a Bible story or a Bible piece that would resonate with the times, these these tumultuous times that we're living in, uh, what might it be? Um, and I couldn't get away with the idea of, of, of the, the Beatitudes, these these nine sayings that, 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 that Jesus spoke um, uh, that are recorded in, in, in the Gospel of Matthew. Um, they're just so amazing. They're kind of uh, full of poetry and and, and uh, they're, they're inclusive, they're, they're welcoming. And when, when these sort of things are quite often seen as toxic in our, in our culture, um, I thought, well, what an interesting kind of uh, way to, to consider as an alternative uh, message in these times. And so I thought, well, got to get out there and track these things down. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kind of, you know, with, with the backing of an organization, Life Words, who said, OK, this, this sounds interesting. I don't know what it is, but let's go. I began to track down people who were trying to live their lives through, if you like, through the kind of lens of the, of the Beatitudes. And I met some amazing people, mm-hmm. um, artists and creatives and people working in different you know, parts of society, um, on the edges and the margins and, 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 and just fantastic. Um, and through all of those meetings and conversations, um, the idea grew, well, hey, what, let's, let's make an album. Let's create art and music um, that, that, that tries to explore these sayings. Not to kind of tell people what they mean, because we don't know, we're still exploring yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But just to kind of, you know, the essence, what's the essence of them? Let's press into the essence. Mm-hmm. So we gathered some musicians together, including um, Heather Lynn, um, actually in Malibu in California, and had a kind of like a think tank together and began mm-hmm. to write songs and to create other kind of um, creative ways into exploring the Beatitudes. And that's where we've got to. And we're just about now to release the first thing, which is a double vinyl album, also download and CD which has something like, it's kind of a soundscape to the Beatitudes and Heather Lynn's been a major collaborator with the other artists on that. So we're very excited and we think it's a, um, a, a really timely thing to explore. Mm-hmm. We hope other people will think so too. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we've connected with Heather Lynn quite a bit. We know kind of some of the musical elements of, of this project, but what else, what else is involved? Like what else is coming with this? Um, so, so we have, um, well, we did, for a start, we had some fantastic musicians on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, um, really proud, uh, proud of what's happening there, and, and such a great crowd. Um, uh, uh, the, their pedigree is, is superb. So we know that the music, even before we started recording, we knew. <laughs> it was <laughs> we, going to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have. I mean, honestly, we have some amazing people. Um, I don't want to leave anyone out, but we have a, um, we have Caleb Quay who, um, anyone who knows anything about rock music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, Google Caleb and you get reams and reams of stuff. He's a seminal part of rock history. 
one of, if not the greatest guitarist in the world, mm. um, and very much a part of the Elton John story, mm. the Elton John band for years, and so on and so forth. He is mm. phenomenal. He's now actually he's actually a pastor now, and has been for thirty odd years with an incredible life story. Mm. Um, and he's written stuff and and contributed to the album hugely. Uh, Vince Anderson from New York, who is, uh, if you haven't seen Vince live, you need to see Vince live. He is an absolute <laughs> force true. of nature. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and, and, and I mean, there are many, many more. We haven't got time to go into them all, but, but seriously, if you Google NoBeats.org, you can find out about, about who's on the album. They're a fantastic artist, so that's the first thing. We also have some amazing thinkers, academics, theologians, creative artists, people like Mark Scandrett, mm -hmm. who is an author and um, uh, kind of activist and, and, and spiritual formation um, person, guy up in um, San Francisco, um, speaks internationally and he's very much part of shaping the whole Nine Beats um, offering, if you like. Mm -hmm. The idea cool. of like, you know, here's, here's a ninefold path, here's a, here's a way that people can live into. Yeah. And we've kind of fra framed it like that. And he's done some amazing work and he's got a mm -hmm. whole section of kind of what he calls learning labs sort of life experiments in the Beatitudes that people can be invited into. And a whole big web presence with lots of contributions where we're collating the content from all of the artists and the thinkers and, and many, many more. And then of course a live sort of social media um, opportunity. So there's loads to come, and, and, um, but at its heart, it's, it, it's very, very heart. It's something, it's, an, it's, a, it's creating art. Um, yeah. And then the rest of the stuff comes afterwards. So it's yeah. not a linear thing. Yep. It's not a program. It's not a curriculum. You don't have to do one thing and then go on to the next. Mm -hmm. But you know, number one, we hope the music will will, will grab people, and I think it will because yeah. it's just great. <laughs> I think so too. I think it'll bring a lot of hope and a lot of uplifting. And you just mentioned Mark Skendret, and he's the one who invited me into the project. I okay. got an email from him one day, and he shared with me just a little bit of the seed of the idea that it had already been becoming. And I was so compelled by it that I just, I was like, yes, I'm going to be a part of this and I'll learn more about it later. <laughs> uh, and I think that it will, you, I think you said, Steve, that it's very timely and it, it is. Uh, I think, so one of the songs that uh, Reverend Vince Anderson wrote is hashtag blessed. And you know, a lot of times people have sort of prosperity gospel interpretation mm -hmm. of what it means to be blessed. It's, you know, whether you have it's indicated by your possessions or your level of wealth or uh, accolades that you have or awards that you've won or all of these different ways that we, uh, you know, we're kind of managing our image and trying to project this like image of blessed, whether we use that language or not. Mm -hmm. But Jesus inverts all of it and turns it all upside down and inside out and says, actually, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are the merciful, blessed are those who suffer. And um, and I love how Mark kind of divvied that up. He made sort of a litany out of it. And so you read each one and then ask, you know, lead us in this way of trust, lead us in this way of lament, which is really an important part of mm -hmm. life when a lot of the time we're trying to just be happy and mm -hmm. we need to go through the, the, the tough stuff and we need to be real about it. And Jesus is like, keep it real. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty profound, actually. So something yeah, there's, the, the, there's some really, really interesting stuff in it. I mean, I, I putting put the album together and trying to put a track list together 
of mm. what this soundscape might be. It's really mm. fascinating because because even though we, we wrote it, we started it together, but then we've all written things you know separately and thousands of miles apart. There is actually an arc in the album which starts mm. off with the, you know this whole idea of, like the empire is broken, the systems are failing. I'm failing, I'm part of that breaking. Yeah. And then it, and then it moves through into like kind of owning that, and then it moves through into like a, a sense of lament. Um, there's a song that Erin um, Nyquist, uh, based in Chicago, um, he's written a beautiful haunting melody which a young singer called Fatai, uh, she's 21, and again, she has got an amazing voice. Uh, she's done a superb uh, um, rendition of this song and it's a beautiful lament. And, and so it takes us into that sense of, of, of that and, and then we move out into the actual Beatitudes. Mikkel Andreasen from Denmark has written a really beautiful um, musical version. It's kind of, it is like a, a, a layered soundscape. Of, of, the, of just, just the pure text of the Beatitudes, mm. and it move, it, but then, it, then we sort of rise up from that into a sense of like, well, let's move forward together, you know, mm. and, and, and in our lives, and that's where songs like "What Can Love Create" and it's the rebuilding, mm. and then it moves into a fi the final side of the album is about okay, going forward, it's about where, where, how do we, what do we do, how do we, how do we take this stuff, how do we live in this way, and what impact can we have? And it, actually, the album finishes with a, it's actually a Heather Lynn and me collaboration again it just happened to be that way a song called give in to the love mm. um which uh is is, is a really uplifting like mm -hmm. you know so it's a real journey and i i really think people will be will be compelled by it. i think they'll be touched by it we've called it a soul album in the true sense like this is something from the soul it's not like it's not like hey you need to assent to these intellectual propositions yeah. about the beatitudes it's like what's the gut here what's yeah. you know what's in the gut and that's where we're at and it's really you know it's going to be yeah, well, you, you know, we'll see. I hope you like it. <laughs> right. mm. I, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I can't either. I, the, what, I, what I'm hearing you talking about is it's not so much in the head, but it's in the experiential nature of what this is. Mm. Something else mm. I've heard you, what I heard you say, Steve, is, is something about uh, getting to the essence of the Beatitudes. Now, you're getting to the essence of the Beatitudes uh, with people globally. I mean, you just talked about somebody from Denmark and you're from England and people from the United States and all over the United States in different cultures, whether it's Chicago or Minnesota or San Francisco. We're, but we're all from, but there's something that's unifying and that makes us human in this and that's what you're mm. discovering and that's what you're mm -hmm. trying to get at. How was that, uh, how did you accomplish that uh, with such a diverse group of people? <laughs> <laughs> what do you what, what, what do you think, Heatherlyn? <laughs> no. Well, in my my experience, I don't know as much about the thinkers group, but when we were brought together in Malibu, us artists, I, I think you guys set a really wonderful tone. Where we felt, uh, I mean, I was nervous at first. Anytime you enter a space where you're set up to, you know, hopefully collaborate with a group of people and you've never really met most mm. of them before. I, you know, there's a little bit of like unknown and anticipation, <laughs> but I was also really excited because I really believed in the project and and had a sense that these were all really great people, you know, who were hopefully coming to this project together with the spirit of the Beatitudes. <laughs> and mm. we just got to marinate in the Beatitudes for like three days or like, you know, probably technically two days. <laughs> and and reflect on them in various ways. So the, th the thinkers really were inspiring to me and I think to the other artists to get deeper. And, that, and that's actually a little bit of a false dichotomy or split because some of the thinkers are also musicians and artists and, and creatives for sure. Yeah. And some of the artists are also pretty deep thinkers. And mm -hmm. uh, 
so I just think the the coming together and, and it was also just really fun to be to make new friends from Denmark and from the UK <laughs> and from all over the yeah. country. You know, it was it was really really delightful and really beautiful. We were in a beautiful, inspiring space as well. So I'm grateful for um, that. You know, just that we we were supported in that way and um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Apart from the, 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 the terrible hardship of being in Malibu, which was, was awful. <laughs> the Sounds yeah. really awful right now. Oh, no, I've, I've, be, I've, I've be, barely recovered from that. Um, but, but, um, <laughs> but, but it was awesome. I mean, I think Hedeline's right. It was, it was the, I think it surprised us all that, that, that mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was this great sort of, I don't know, just, just, just gathering around this, this, this solid core it was like we kept waiting for a diva to come into the room. Because, you know, when you get a lot of musicians and thinkers and artists and creators together, there's going to be a diva. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, and I've done loads of things over the years, and you think, oh, OK, you know. But actually, no, it was a genuine spirit of collaboration, which I, it actually, I was amazed. I, I couldn't believe what we achieved in three days. How generous people yeah, were with right. with with their, with their gifts. It was mm-hmm. extraordinary. I mean, there was, there was no diva in the room. Well, Jason, maybe. But apart from that, <laughs> it was. It, we coped with that. We we you know we <laughs> we, we handled awesome. him. <laughs> oh, I but, love it. But but you know that there was that, and, and I think all of these um, all of these people. Um, to a man and a woman, they are they are all very brave artists because, mm. you know, it's easy to take the easy route out. Do you know what I mean? It's easy to make albums that, mm-hmm. particularly in a kind of Christian context, it's easy to make albums people will buy and play and yeah. sing along to and think it's you know think it's the world's changed. It's like it's like yeah, mm-hmm. I think all of these artists are brave enough to be vulnerable, and to explore those parts of ourselves. There's no point in talking about lament if we can't lament. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like that's right. that's where the that's where the blandness of so much Christian music. Yeah. goes so this, this is not a christian album in that sense it's, it's an album of artists mm-hmm. who are who are artistically exploring what this means to them yeah and to their and to their communities and i think that's what that's the difference with this album to something that maybe be done before and they're all fine you know th- th- but i actually think as well there's a, a kind of a prophetic thing about this in that in the, since we th- thought of the idea the culture and the world has kind of come towards the project it's much mm-hmm. more vital now than it was or seemed to be when we first thought of the idea. We thought, this is good, this is strong. But now, oh my word, the stuff that's happened in the yeah. last 18 months right. around the world. Right. So I'm, I'm really pleased we've got this mixture of artists from around the world. And I'm particularly pleased that we've got a guy called Ambassador, with an A on the end, who is an artist in Uganda, Africa. Um, and you know he's contributed um, at least one song. We're hoping he's going to be on one other one as well. But we went to Uganda, to, we went to his studio and recorded him there. And I thought that was, that's really important because mm-hmm. so often, we create this stuff and it's all, you know, westernized and, you know, the, the African voice and the African experience as to how, what the, these nine beats mean, I think is so important. And it would have been easy not to, we could easily, have not, it was hard to go, it's not easy to sort mm. out. Mm-hmm. But, but I think having that breadth and Scandinavia as well, I think it makes this a really unique project actually. And I'm really proud of it so far. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're so right about there was no diva that walked into the room. I felt like everyone, there was such embrace and such esteem of each other's gifts when the artists came together that we all felt um, honored in the way that we need, you know, every artist needs to sort of just feel validated to feel safe, to be vulnerable with with others. And then, um, what was I going to say? 
oh, you you guys, you all who were heading it up, you created a lot of freedom. So you gave like general direction, but you also gave the freedom that I think artists and creatives really need. Yeah. Um, sometimes if I if a, an expectation is too particular, um, that can be really stifling to the creative process. So you just you gave enough like direction, but then a lot of wide open space. Um, in terms of expectations. So I think that's really powerful. And then also that piece of you you guys going to each of us to do the recording when the songs finally came together. So we had a shared Dropbox. So this is just the process of like yeah. all these different people. We had a shared Dropbox. For example, Steve, as a lyricist, he put a slew of lyrics in there and said to the, you know, the, the musicians, have at these, do whatever you'd like with them. Again, providing something uh, of substance, but also just leaving it wide open. You can work with these, change them if you want to. And then Steve and Rob and our producer, Tony Bean, came to Minneapolis to record with me. So we had like four intense days, basically. Um, got to pick them up at the airport, hang out with them. It was such a blast. And just hammered out those five songs uh, working in the studio in St. Paul, actually. So, um, cool. so it was really awesome that you guys came to visit all of us to do that work. Yeah, that, that was a fantastic uh, piece of the project actually to be able to go to, to uh, Minnesota and to down to record the guys in LA and in Chicago to record for Thai and Uganda. That was, obviously there's a lot of traveling in that, um, mm -hmm. but, but for Tony and Rob and I, we felt that was really important, really important because it just it keeps the human piece. And obviously you can record stuff and put it down the line and you know, you can sit at a desk and say thanks a lot for that. But you need, I think the human contact makes mm -hmm. it much more vital and real, you know. Mm -hmm. And Tony Bean, um, Mr. Mr. Bean is producing our album. I never tire of saying that. Yes. I, nice. I, I never tire of saying that. Um, he's, he, he's, a, he's a great artist himself. I mean, he's, you know, he's won a MOBO award, uh, which is a Music of Black Origin award, big awards in the UK. Um, and he's a great producer and he's, you know, he's super laid back, but mm -hmm. he just manages yep. to get this stuff out. And he's, um, you know, I mean, he's working 24/7 at the moment to, to, to get this 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 you know to bring it home. So he's doing a great job. But he you know he, and he's written a, a number of the songs himself as well. He's just great. I mean I, and we get people joining us all the time. So just uh, a few weeks back we recorded the backing vocals. Mm. I mean, it's amazing ladies. They work under the name of Divine, and they're, they're beautiful uh, backing vocalists. They have gospelly kind of beautiful sound. But also a guy called um, Darren Ellison. Uh, now in the UK we have an artist called Ollie Murs who's a big star in England. He's number one single, mm. bang, 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 bang. And Darren is part of Ollie's band, um, so he's a really in demand guy. I mean, he's constantly, you know, mm. on shows all the time. And, and Darren is a friend of Tony's. Came in, heard the stuff, and said, "Well, I'd love to be involved in this." And he ended up doing all the vocal arrangements, um, um, just spending time because he, he wanted to and because he loved it. And and you know, for like a week, and you go, that's. That, that says something to me about how this subject matter and the quality mm. is reaching people who are in the culture and in the music industry as well, you know, at a, at a mm -hmm. high level, really. You know, mm -hmm. it's so, I, you know, th there's some really beautiful stuff. And but more importantly, it's, it's the I think it's the, the, the message, the story, the narrative of the album. You know, it doesn't it says, you know, we're on this trail, if you like, we're, we're exploring and pressing into this way. Anyone want to join us? It's that sort of thing, rather than say, you know, come along. It's not. It's, 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 it's not strident. And it's not propagandist. It's not like what yeah. flag waving or anything of that nature at all. In fact, we none of us would want to do that. So, so right. we haven't. So yeah. it sounds like it sounds like this has evolved quite a bit from obviously those initial conversations and maybe your thought about what it, what it might be in some of those initial conversations. Where 
What are some of the interesting turns that this has taken that maybe you didn't expect with kind of the collaboration of others? Wow. Um, honestly, so many. What is so beautiful about this sort of thing? I don't know about collaborations you've done in the past, Heather Lim, but, but some of them, some collaborations, they, they kind of achieve what they set out to achieve. In other words, you get like mm. a brief and you work and you say, okay, we'll collaborate and we'll write, write two songs or whatever, it might be an article. And that's good and it's a tick. But this one, wow. I mean, for a start, people like Mark Scandrett, what Mark's done for the project, the way he's taken it on to places that, that we couldn't have conceived. And I, my, my tiny brain certainly couldn't conceive. And he's, mm. he, you know, I, I, I remember being a little bit um, trepidatious going to see Mark, because a lot of people said to me, you ought to meet Mark Scandrett. It sounds like his sort of thing. I didn't know who Mark was. Yeah, yeah. No. And I, I eventually, after so many people, I eventually got in contact with Mark and he, was, he said, oh yeah, sure, come and stay. And I thought, okay, I'll stay at an Airbnb and we'll meet up yeah. a couple of times, that's fine. No, 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 no. Come and stay on the sofa. Come and sleep. Yeah. With, yeah. Oh, yep. and I was thinking, oh no, now he's going to ask me questions about stuff and I don't know the answers. <laughs> and, I was, and I was really kind of uh, like, oh my word, how will this go? But yeah, just you know, just a beautiful time, and and, mm. and he he's taken this whole thing on to an amazing degree. And so and I mean, and everyone's done that, and just what they've added, you know, people like Eric Leroy Wilson, who's a, a playwright and spiritual formation um, coach, done at Pepperdine in LA. Um, he's actually done uh, some spoken word and also a couple of um, MC tracks. Um, and, and it, it just spending time with Eric, you kind of feel like, wow, I don't know how, but somehow I just feel like I've got another six foot of depth in my life from somewhere. He's just a just his soul that brings his stuff, you know. And I just think, yeah, I think as people connect with us as a collective of people, it's so interesting. And everyone has such interesting backstories and, mm. and work that they've done. You look at Heather Lynn and Jason and the, kind of the way they work and the, and the work ethic and the stuff they do. I mean, it's really, I hadn't, you know, I didn't know Heather Lynn's work until we were introduced. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think people will be really profoundly moved by seeing where this comes from and where mm-hmm. it can take them. It's mm-hmm. not finished, it's work in progress. And I, that's what I think I can see for the next two or three years is how this thing grows. Mm-hmm. So there's some great, uh, exciting stuff ahead, I think. Mm-hmm. I know for me, uh, I wrote in ways I've never written before because of the sort of collaboration that we were doing. So it was so amazing to be able to read through Steve's lyrics and just to, for some of them, I automatically heard them musically. And so to be inspired that way and just mm. moved that way and be able to just do that. And um, that was awesome. And then Tony Bean, again, the producer, he started to write a song. So he wrote the full, like, musical part of it so obviously he set the cadence he set the tone of the message so he wrote like the hook and the first few stanzas and a bridge but he left the three final stanzas for me to write so i needed to to kind of marinate in that whole song get the get the hang of the cadence so that i'm writing words that that fit it well for one thing but then also that reflect the heart of the message that he intended in the song and lend my voice to it as he asked me to, right? But then that drew out for me uh, lyrics that are unlike any I've ever written before that surprised me. So it was really fun and a lot of hard work too, but 
but really, really fun. Like the last stanza I hadn't done, um, I had I didn't write that till like the morning of the day that we recorded it. So <laughs> um, I had been working on it and just that final stanza, I wasn't sure, but it ended up being very surprising. Hmm. Um, so I'm excited for you to hear it when it comes out. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna save yeah. that for the al- for when you get to hear the album. I won't <laughs> cool. give it away now. That's <laughs> it. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's a shame it never made the final cut. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's it's fantastic. It's a, that that song I think is a massive song on the album, and, and the way that that Heather Lynn described it that was that was a beautiful kind of way of working together. It was really yeah. great. And those those two together playing was was quite fun to. We had, yeah. we had it on film, lots of video to edit, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things is the two of them jamming and playing the songs yeah. uh, one very late night in, a, in, in the studio, which yeah. was, it was a really hot, wasn't it, wasn't it so hot that day, and, yeah. and the, the yeah. studio didn't have any air con, and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, we're all kind of melty, but then there's these really mm-hmm. nice, cool acoustic threads, yeah, yeah. very cool, very nice, yeah. very special memory that was. Yeah. And the other song that Heather Lynn's written, we should mention, is uh, in the UK, we had this guy called Matt Valor, mm. Matt's a really uh, exciting, exciting thinker, mm-hmm. exciting uh, sort of um, visionary, really. And uh, uh, he came up with this riff that the... Um, um, Blessed are the undead. Yeah, the, the Beatitudes as mm-hmm. like a zombie apocalypse. Yes. So it's The Walking Dead meets Nine Beats. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's really good. And the whole idea of like this, 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 this zombie haunting Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, 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 you know the blessed of the poor, blessed of the power. You know, the powerless people keep coming like a horde, and mm-hmm. the people with power try and put them down, and they can't. And eventually, mm-hmm. the you know the tide will be so great. So Matt came up with this riff, this alternate take, blessed of the undead. You know, blessed are you that more. I'm glad you brought up Matt because I'm I love his idea. And when you talk about the nine beats being something that is what makes us human. You know, uh, when Matt talks about this, he's like, these are these are the ones, the oppressed, those who are wrongly accused, they've been dehumanized. And they're the ones that the power, the powerful want to push away. So when you say, here come the oppressed, it's like threatening to the powers that be, but it's also a bomb to those who find themselves in the army of the undead. And it calls us to like this, um, this creative response. So, so in Matt's words, he said, um, I just love the way he put it, so I double-checked this morning how he said it. So Matt says that when the, the powers that be feel threatened by this, but there's this call and this comfort that comes to us in the Beatitudes, here come the oppressed. Um, it's almost like we, we know we can't topple those systems, but we can menace it with our creative response. That's what he said that I just loved so much. And so there's, there's this haunting, but, but the justice that we're looking for isn't retributive, retributive justice, it's a restorative justice. So there's a healing in the haunting. Mm-hmm. I just think about these words, um, you know, the core, the core of what's uniting these artists, what, on three continents? Uh, four. Four yeah. continents. Four, yeah. So yeah. you had these words, uh, uniting artists and thinkers on four continents that were spoken in the heart of empire 2000 years ago mm-hmm. as we have a global reality right now where we have sweeping nationalism um multinational corporations taking over everything and you guys are giving a lending your prophetic voice to something that's ancient mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to put that but it's it's profound and i'm wondering what what you're what you're hoping for 
what you anticipate? What do you see coming of the release of, of Nine Beats? Mm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> just, a small a, just a small question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, first of all, thank, thank you, because I, um, mm. I, I think our hope is that we feel it is profound. It's yeah. something much, much bigger than any of us are as individuals or even as a collective. It's like, you know, it, it feels pretty important. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes when artists say that they have an album, I think this is quite an important album. It's like, you know, you think, well, uh, yeah, really? Uh, but I don't know. I think this is in the wind. This is in the ether. It's not mm -hmm. just us. This is something that is emerging. Uh, and it does correlate with, this, the, with, the, with the many happenings around the world that have just seemed to be speeding up and, you know, all of that. Um, so this I think is, I hope... I'm sorry. This is a global conversation in the face of nationalism. I mean, I just, it, it's, it's so striking to me what you're, what, what you're doing in the, in the timing of it all. And I think these beats also, these beats resonate with the heart of people from a lot of other walks of life and faiths and philosophies. So shamanism, mm -hmm. Buddhism, even Hinduism, people who ascribe to nonviolence as a path in life and as an approach to the violence that is facing us in this world. Violence, be not just physical violence, but the violence that comes with mm -hmm. nationalism right. and the violence that comes with marginalizing and comes with uh, falsely accusing people and oppressing people in all the ways. That is violence. Yes. And so this is speaking a way of of nonviolent healing and restoration and life, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I I read a couple of you know you know you know you keep seeing every day you see more me memes and gifts and stuff you know you, mm -hmm. and and people put things on. Um, I read a couple this morning and literally just about twenty minutes before we came online, and there was one was by Lewis, Lewis Carroll. Um, and it's a wonderland. And he says something, I can't remember the exact words, but he says something like, something like imagination is the only weapon to battle reality. And mm. I think there's something about, about, about putting the Beatitudes into the imagination mm. of culture and communities around us. That it's like, okay, we can imagine something different, you know, in the face of all this stuff. Mm. And, and, and Daniel Pinchbeck, the um, author, um, he said, uh, just again, just today on a tweet, he said, as, as we launch a regenerative society, we will pursue art, joy, and spiritual mm. communion instead of profit and power. Mm. And I think that, I, again, I've heard a lot of people saying, it's time to make art. Mm -hmm. It's time yeah. To, to, yeah. to, you know, and I think that's what we're, we're doing what we do. Mm. Um, we're trying to make beautiful music and, and, and put stuff out there imaginatively yeah. in different ways. Um, to kind of, it, it's our way of resistance and countering, isn't it, yes. really, in, in the face of it all. Yeah. And I think you have to be, um, you have to kind of push back against the powers that be and against the, the things and structures and people that are, are causing problems and, and difficulties for others. But I think you also, you can't do just that, right? You have to actually say, okay, if not that, then where are we going? And I think that, that something like this, a, a project where specifically artists are, are pulling together the ways that they're seeing the world, that puts something new in its place. It offers an alternative. And I think you can, you can get stuck too easily in just not that, not that, not that. You can only push back for so long, right? You have mm. to instead build something in its place. Mm. I think it was Mary Oliver, maybe, who said that we need beauty because it causes us to desire to become worthy of it. Mm. Nice. And nice. I think that I think the arts have uh, two primary purposes in our lives, and I think that the Nine Beats artistry does this. I think there's a prophetic and a priestly purpose of music and artistry. 
the prophetic being the speaking truth to power and, uh, and challenging uh, the systems and the ways that all of us are a part of those systems, really. There really isn't a, a clear us and them. And then also that priestly way of creating sacred space to be present for whatever arises. And it's that, that healing that comes when you are present to what is happening within your soul and your being. And so, so that, for example, that piece of lament when you have to go through a grieving process. And a lot of us, I think, are in a perpetual state of grieving right now with all the various things that are happening. Uh, that are frustrating, you know, so you go through the, the, all of those, so denial, uh, depression, anger, and then I always forget the fourth one, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, and you come to some sort of acceptance, but it's not, in this case, it's not accepting the things that are actually very unacceptable, it's accepting the call to face them and accepting that this is our reality and accepting that we're going to confront mm -hmm. them in these kinds of ways. But you have to go through that grieving process and you have to get, get to forgiveness um, even when people aren't asking for forgiveness, you have to come to that to show mercy, just to get rid of that, that toxicity within yourself so that you can face all of this and um, hopefully be a part of the healing, the haunting and the healing and the moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. I, th I think, um, in fact, the song that Heather Lynn was talking about that she wrote with Tony Bean, um, that, that starts off with a very evocative line that says, um, there comes a time when we've run out of wishes uh, and all that we hoped for is weighed down by gold. Which is like, mm -hmm. And I think that time of like, there is that sense of like, we've all run out of wishes. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and it's like, and I, and I think that that's, it, yeah, again, I say it just feels timely. And, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, time will tell, but um, yes. yeah, it, it, yeah, the, it's the right, uh, we couldn't have done this album really two, three, four years ago. It wouldn't have, it would have just disappeared, whereas it still might disappear. But, uh, but it, 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 I don't know, it's like, yeah, that's, let's do it now and I want I can't wait to get it out now it feels like we can't, it's six, another six months is too long we have to get it out mm. right you know um, and mm. as I say we're, we're working on the launch strategy now building up trying to do it right mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, it looks like we well, the advice we've been given as well is that um, mid-April uh, mid to end April is, is probably a good time to release uh, and actually we'll be ready then as well so that's that's mm. that's cool so it's uh, but we'll, we'll be dropping some some teasers and stuff through March anyway as well, so it will build up. But uh, great. Great. yeah, you know, I, I also, you know, Heather Lynn, you were just talking about how, in so many ways, it feels like a convergence of different faith traditions that all resonate with the with the message that you're that you're mm -hmm. uh, talking about in the this in, in this uh, album. Um, mm -hmm. And and yet I. I think in terms of uh, the way that Christianity, uh, frankly, needs some better PR in the way that they've, <laughs> um, in the way that they've, uh, many Christians have approached uh, the message of these days. And I'm just looking at this, the, the line of, from Jesus of, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Mm -hmm. um, to put those words in uh, the mouths of some of our prominent theologians, uh, prosperity gospel, as you mentioned earlier, uh, it just seems like this is the prophetic word that we need. Thanks for listening to part one of our conversation with our friends from the Nine Beats Collective. Before we close out today's episode, here's a sample of some of the music that's coming from Nine Beats. <laughs> Blue. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. We're really, really excited about the Nine Beats Project, and I can't wait to listen to more of the music and see how the rhythm of the Beatitudes can continue to shape our lives. In upcoming weeks, we'll have a bit more with our friends from Nine Beats, as well as an exclusive interview with author and activist Shane Claiborne. Don't miss it. Also, just a quick reminder that on May 7th, Drew G.I. Hart will be the guest of our next Sandbox Live event. Drew will talk about his new book, Trouble I've Seen, Changing the Way the Church Views Racism, and will help us explore that conversation together. For that and all the other things going on in the Sandbox, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it. There's always more room in the Sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the Sandbox. Sandbox.